Hi, today we're talking about gut issues. So grab a cuppa, pull up a chair and let's get started. When I'm with you, when I'm with you. Hi, I'm Carolyn. Hi, I'm Megan. And this is Talking Resolve. Where we discuss real life problems to help you understand how fight and flight and unsupportive meaning take over your life. And what have we got today? Today we have a question from Jane. And Jane's said, I really watch my diet. I've done a lot of work to get my gut healthy. Why do I still have problems? So we're we're experimenting with a little bit of um what it might look like. Yes. So what do let's let's just be clear on what we're talking about with gut issues. Yeah. So we're talking about things like IBS, things like digestive distress, uh, pain. pain, bloating, nausea. Uh, indigestion, um, emergency toileting habits, yeah, or problems. Yeah, <laughs> if I do, I hit everything. Did I remember everything? Yeah, and then we've got um, brain fog and oh yeah, yeah. So we can get symptoms beyond the gut, mm. um, such as, and we know that there's a strong connection between the gut and the brain. Yeah. So we can also start having problems um, with brain as well. I even think there's a link to depression with gut as well, which would, I mean makes sense. It's where serotonin's produced in your gut. Mm. So anyway, so Jane's I, I'm, I know Jane. She does a lot of work to make sure that she's got a healthy biome. Mm-hmm. Uh, she eats the right food. She makes sure it's prepared in a particular way because she's uh, also very interested in Ayurvedic um medicine so she she follows those sort of practices as well she does everything that she needs to and she still has symptoms Mm. so i think that um what can happen what often happens is that when we've got physical ailments we look for physical causes and physical solutions and we don't always consider the role that stress plays in this and by stress i am talking about of course fight and flight and how fight and flight affects the gut so we know that uh, fight and fight affects the gut via the vagal nerve. That's that's what controls uh, the innervation to your gut area. And it also is responsible for how your body behaves in a flight and fight scenario. So when you're in flight and fight, you are going to have gut issues. Because mm. if I put it simply, if I'm standing in front of a tiger, it is irrelevant to my survival how well I am digesting the lunch that I just had. Yeah. It's going to make no difference to me surviving in that moment. So the body actively diverts resources away from digestion, among other systems in the body, but we're just talking about digestion today. Uh, so diverts resources away. And therefore, if you if you do that over a long time, if that becomes chronic, you then start to get symptoms that become chronic, yeah. like IBS. And that's how food tolerances can develop. It's one of the ways it can develop is because we just have so much stress in our system over a prolonged period. So when you're just... saying that, why would it become chronic? Because of an, a long-term We're unsustained, yeah, yeah. Un, yeah. unsupportive meaning that sustains exactly. the fight-flight response. Yes. So we've yeah. made a decision about something that's happened to us. And yeah. the decision is how I have to be now in the world. Yeah. This is how what I have to do in order to feel safe in the world. Yeah. So I have made a decision and it will be limiting the expression of who I am. Yeah. So it will be changing us from being who we are to something that um, we feel is safer. And as soon as we do that, we start to 
that decision starts to affect all sorts of things. And in this instance, it's affecting our digestion. So if we're challenged, so it doesn't have to be challenged by food, although it can be, of course. So yes. you can know what sort of foods that if I eat ice cream and I've got a lactose intolerance, I'm going to have symptoms. We can know it can be challenged by food. So let's say we do everything in inverted commas right in terms mm. of food and the support we put in nutritionally. And then we still have an episode. I think you have to look at what is it that where I'm at right now in my stress level, what's bothering me at the moment that is stressful, mm. not related to physical. Mm. Am I worried about a relationship? Am I worried about a situation at work? Am I worried about a child? Am I, you know, where am I worried? Yeah. Worry is another word for anxiety or stress. Yeah. It's a, it is a flight and fight response. So if I've got this, then I've got to start looking at, oh, I see, I can see now why stress, I've got a deadline that I have to meet, or I've got so much stuff in my head and I can't seem to get it out in that monkey mind. That can also produce a flight and fight response or maintain, or better yet, amplify an existing flight and fight response, which is what's happening here. So mm. stress that's happening in another context um, or in a different area or multiple areas is now amplifying my already challenged gut flight and fight response and now my symptoms get worse yeah and, and then you sustain that over a period and the sim and your gut just gets more and more sensitive yeah. to what's happening in the environment whether it's your internal environment and the food nutrition you're putting in or and the external environment the stress yeah. that's going on around you i was going to say that because it can become a self-perpetuating cycle as yes. well so it's yes. from the internal triggers or the internal yep. environment and the external triggers or the external yep. environment. And it can be both or one or the other. Yeah. And stress often, because we just don't notice it. It kind of creeps up on us. Mm. We don't often notice how stressed we are until we reach breaking point. Yeah. And the gut is a good indicator of reaching breaking point because it just stops working. Yeah. And you have symptoms. Yeah. And so it's a good way for the body to, to say, hang on a minute just stop because whatever you're doing or whatever you're thinking or whatever you're feeling is really stressful at the moment. And that's what we need to sort out. So it's a good way, good, good alarm signal for the body. And it's I think that's fun. a really important connection because I don't know that people connect always what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, what I'm worrying about is creating these physical pain, yeah. bloating, toilet, like toilet habits. Yeah. But yeah. if I said to you, have you ever felt really, really excited about something or a little bit, even a little bit nervous about something and then suddenly needed to go to the bathroom? Mm, yeah. So I remembered this happening for me years and years ago when I was getting ready to travel overseas for a long time. I was, I was traveling around for, for, um, you know, a good six months plus. Uh, and I was really, I was, it was like this nervous excitement. I was so excited. So lots of energy up and it was like, I'm at the airport. I need the bathroom right now. Mm. Mm. so if you've had an experience like that you'll understand what I'm talking about this is something that's happening external to you this got nothing to do with what I ate or didn't eat mm. or how well I was looking after my biome it was a challenge in the environment this was something that I was nervously excited about yeah. and that's enough to promote a change so I'm sure everyone's had that sort of experience yes. somewhere in yeah. their life so just imagine more of that but yeah. now it's not maybe nervous excitement maybe it's nervous worry yeah 
Maybe I'm really worried I'm not going to meet that deadline at work or that person's going to be mean to me or I'm going to have a fight with my partner or my kid's doing poorly at school or whatever it happens to be. Something that is challenging you to respond in addition to what you're already responding to. Mm. So in addition to just me living my life, I've now got this additional challenge. I've got to find energy from somewhere for that. Yeah. We've already got depleted energy from the gut. The body goes, we need energy from somewhere. Don't have the energy. Oh no, alarm, 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 flight and fight. It just takes more energy away yeah. from those systems. Yeah. More energy away from reproductive, from higher thinking, from digestive system. Uh, so your symptoms will will get worse. But I think you're right. People don't make the connection between what they're thinking what they're feeling, and then where is that coming from? Yeah. And that's the reason they're having these responses. They keep looking for foods and going, oh, I must also now be intolerant to this type of food. Yeah. Like I had a client recently who won't eat pasta. Mm. Couldn't say what it was about the pasta because they didn't know. They just knew that every time they had it, they'd end up sick. Mm. Um, But had been tested for wheat intolerance and everything else. But then when when he started talking about what his life was like, I'm like, well, no wonder because yeah. you've got a lot going on, a lot yeah. going on. And there's only so much energy the body can. But that's a really um, good example of an unsupportive meaning. Yes. Yeah. A really good. Go. Expand on that. Yeah. Well, I was just, <laughs> it was because it, it may or may not be the pastor, but that's kind of irrelevant to make that point. Um it's the best connection maybe he can make or maybe the yes. subconscious can make. So it's like, all right, yeah. well, I'll avoid that. And eventually we start avoiding more and more and more. And like you said, we get the the flexibility or the opportunity to eat less and less and less. And then our lives affected and, you know, I can't go here or I can't do that. And yeah. I've got to yeah. plan all my bathroom breaks, make sure that I'm near a bathroom if I go out or I'm just not going to go out. That's yeah. a new restaurant. I've never been there before. I've got to look up their menu before I go. Yeah. I've got to talk to, ring their chef and say, do you use garlic in this? I need to yeah. make sure I'm not having garlic. And like um, you said, there's been, like in that situation, he there's tests for intolerances to anything that may be in the pasta, but there's been an unsupportive connection made potentially. Yeah, so this why. And, and it might not have anything to do with food at all. Yeah. It's just trying to understand what's yeah. causing these symptoms. Yeah. And in, in our society, we're taught if it's a physical symptom, it's going to have a physical cause. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it doesn't have a physical cause. Yeah. I'm saying that's not the only thing. Yeah, the only We're place never to look. doing just one thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. can you imagine if you had to make sure that your heart was beating? Yeah. You had to think about that and remember to go beat, beat. Yeah, beat. we can get much. Oh, and breathe. Stuff. Yeah, be breathe, beat, breathe, beat, breathe. Oh no, I can't do that. You yeah. couldn't. You couldn't do anything else. So we're never just doing one thing. Yeah, you know, it might feel like it when you're going to a restaurant and you're having and you're having a great time and you're eating food and you're thinking, oh, everything's going really well. In the background that you're not thinking about in that moment consciously is still the stress that's in your life. That doesn't go away in that moment. No. You just stop noticing it in that moment. Yeah. But something else has taken your attention. Yeah. There's so much going on in the subconscious that you don't even, you're not even aware of, like yeah. your heart beating. Yeah. That's your subconscious that's making sure that happens. Yeah. Sending the signals out to beat for your heart to beat mm. and for you to take a breath. So you know, for you to move the food down and yeah, yeah, and digest all of that and release this particular enzyme and produce that and 
all yeah. of the biochemistry that happens around you're not aware of any of that yeah. but again I want to take it away from the just the physical because the other things that are like I'm still really angry because of the way my boss spoke to me yesterday yeah that's still playing a role yeah I can't work out why this person is cranky at me about that or yeah yeah and if I've come to an unsupportive meaning about that at the same time I was eating something mm. now I'm connecting to completely different things so every time yeah. I eat a banana I think about my boss being a monkey and now I can't eat bananas yeah and you go why is that I don't understand why I can't eat bananas anymore I can't tolerate them because you're not aware of what the subconscious connections are mm. at the time you can't and you can't possibly identify all of your triggers no. anyway uh, but simply trying simply seeing that sometimes symptoms like digestive issues also have something other than a physical cause yeah and that's where the work, you know, you, Jane's put in all this effort to fix the gut biome. And I, my question is, have you spent just as much effort on your mental and emotional well-being as well? Yeah. yeah. To reduce your stress levels. Yeah. I think recently for me, I've noticed people don't necessarily connect the, a lot of people will send people to me to sort out the mental and emotional stuff. And I, I, I kind of think to myself, that's not all I do, like, but I do understand why they send them because because they can't sort that out with whatever their preferred method of training is. So it might be like herbs or chiropractic or, yeah. you know, any other physical method modality. Like, so I'm sorting the physical out as well by yes. sorting out the mental and emotional, yeah. but people don't always realise that. Yes, and or, how, or, how connected and it is. Sometimes the other way, they'll come to you and say, "I've got digestive issues," mm. and and then they then come to you like three sessions later and go, "You know, I've I've just been really a lot more relaxed around my my kids." Yeah, and I'm 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 not quite sure why that's happening. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, because that's probably was stressful and it was contributing to the the gut problems. Yes, and you yeah, just exactly. hadn't seen it before. Yeah. Yeah, which is the fascinating part. Yeah, I think for Jane, I think what she could do is uh, have a look have a look at what what thinking and feeling, what things it can be directly associated with eating and with digestion, but it can just be generally what stresses me. Mm. You know, mm. if I could, I'm going to do the magic wand technique. If I could wave a magic wand and remove all of my stresses, what's the one stress I'd pick to get rid of? Yeah. And it's probably not the fact that I've got digestive issues. Yeah. And that'll give you a clue as to where this might be coming from mm. and how stress can trigger that. So even just paying attention to when I'm feeling more stressed, when I'm feeling more fraz fraz frazzled, that's the word I was trying to say. Or I'm, I'm trying to say I got, I got stuck on that because in my head I'm going and emotionally fragile. So <laughs> yeah. it's frazzled those two fragile. words. Yeah, so if you're feeling more frazzled about something, you're feeling more fragile, emo fragile, emo see, I'm going to stumble <laughs> over it now, fragile emotionally, is, is that, am I feeling that right now? And how's my gut responding to that? Mm. Because it is responding to it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so it's really building that awareness around what else could be going on while I'm having this you know, the twinges in my gut and going, oh, instead of just going, I shouldn't have eaten those dates this morning, maybe it should have been, maybe not should, maybe it could be 
it's the argument I had with my husband before he left for work today. Yeah. Or it's the pressure of knowing I've got an event that I'm planning for that's happening in a week and I'm not sure I'm ready. Yeah, and I, I guess too we we tend to look at events, but it can be the things that are going over in your head, like what oh, are you now, thinking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, you say, if you you didn't have a fight with your husband, but you might be home again and feeling like no one, you know, there's no one around or lonely or like it doesn't it doesn't have to be an event. It can just be what's going on in your life. Yeah, at, I think that that's. Time. I think I think it's really good to be able to separate at least for the purposes of this exercise, separate physical, emotional, mental mm. energy, mm. separate these things out and ask yourself under each of those headings, mm. what's going on? What am yeah. I, what am, what am I thinking about? What's preoccupying me? What am I overthinking? What about mm. feelings? What's bothering me? What am I irritable about? What am I nervous about? What mm. about energy? What am I tired about? What makes mm. me feel really fatigued? So those sort of questions, I think, can help und- to help you unlock that there's more than just what's going on with the gut when we talk about stress affecting the gut. And then, of course, the next question is, where's that coming from? Why do I feel that way? And that yeah. can be, that's the hard bit. That's the inner work of understanding yeah. where did this start? Yeah. How old was I when I started? Where did it start? What, and then what? might I have come to about that how do I feel about an event or an experience that I had when I was six and how might that be playing out now yeah which is another hard connection for people to make it is um, sometimes and you know how many times connected yeah well how many times have you had somebody come in and say I don't understand why that's coming up because I've worked so hard on this yeah and it can be that they've worked really hard on it, but they've often started at the wrong end because mm. they started by trying to fix the symptom. Yeah. Not understand why they have the symptom in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And that's our, our part of our work as yes. well. But I also wanted to cover um, what it could be costing. And I think we might have slightly covered those things, but what it could be costing you if you have these um, to, like digestive problems or the um yeah the poor gut health so it could be costing you we did cover a little bit but with food choices or not being able to go places really limiting your expression your over controlling you make you yeah but what was that sorry over controlling over controlling controlling yeah make your food choices uh make your world smaller and not enjoying food like food is a pleasurable experience and it's it's connected to most things that most things that we do in life like I I think you know all celebrations or generally celebrations are food food centered and you think about what food's going to be there or um yeah so not enjoying food and by product of that not enjoying life not Um, accepting invitations yeah not Not accepting invitations and then you um wanted to cover confusion like you're doing it you feel like you're doing everything right but it's still a problem and you get confused about that. Yeah, so. it can, it can re- and it can be disheartening too to go, I'm doing everything right. I don't understand. Yeah, don't and I understand. like to do right in inverted commas because often right is exclusion. Like so many times it's like, well, take that out, take that out, take that out, take that out. And before you know it, you're drinking water and eating broccoli and you're going, this isn't fun. <laughs> but it's interesting you say that because I think about when you see those news headlines about somebody who was totally healthy and then they dropped dead on holiday. 
Mm. But they, you know, they used to run and they used to eat really well. And you're like, yeah, so where's the commentary about their mental health mm. and their emotional health? Yeah. How were they coping in relationships? How were they coping with their life? Yeah. That's not talked about. It's this this view that we have that if you look after the body physically, mm. everything should be sweet. Mm. And we know that it's not, that's not how flight and fight works. Yes, yeah. it has physical implications, but it has j- equally emotional implications, equally mental implications. Yeah. And that by mental, I just mean psychological. That's just, that's our jargon from our profession that we use the word mental, Mm. but not meant to be in a negative sense, just a descriptive sense. It's Mm. the psychological impact of flight and fight. Yeah. Not being able to think clearly, Mm. poor decision-making, inability to make decisions. There's so much that goes on in that psychological space from flight and fight that we're just not taught about. Yeah. We're not taught as kids to connect that. You know, when you say, um, I've got nausea, what's the first thing someone's going to say to you if you've got nausea? What eat? did you eat? <laughs> That's the first thing. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm not, not saying in my don't house. do that. <laughs> yes. Well, not in mine either because my, my son says, what do you think it could be? And then yeah. we have a fuller conversation. Yeah. But, yeah, most people would go, well, we must have eaten something. Yeah. Instead of going, oh, well, if it's and if it's not that, what were you thinking at the time? What are you thinking about now? What's bothering you? Mm. Are you feeling emotionally fragile? Mm. You know, if we talk about it, do you start to get teary? Well, now I know emotional stuff's going on. Yeah. So I just don't think we're taught to ask for that. And look, sometimes it is just something you ate. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's not. Yeah. But if you've got chronic, that's what I'm talking about. When it moves into something that's chronic. So I always have indigestion. Now there's more going on than just physical imbalance. Mm. Now Mm. we've got, I think, flight and fight and stress being interchangeable. That's what I think is going on. And, of course, when I say flight and fight, I also mean freeze and faint. Yeah. Awful. And stress and distress and um, defence and, yeah, attack. We use survival. Survival. Yeah, being defensive. All, all, All of those are words for flight and fight which will then create, well, from an unsupportive meaning. Yes. No, flight and fight does not create a supportive meaning. No, that's what I mean. I meant it the wrong way around. Yeah. (laughs) From unsupportive meaning. Yes, I know you know. Yeah. (laughs) Just not good by words sometimes. And that's what's maintaining it, the unsupportive meaning, maintaining the fight, flight, the chronic chronic response of fight, flight, which creates. What decision have you made about yourself that's now limiting who you are? Yeah. That's the unsupportive meaning you've created. So we wanted to maybe offer a, you know. Potential solution. Yeah, a strategy. Yep. A strategy. Um, being aware stress will be the contributor and breathing, double inhale. The Yeah. So it's one of the things you can do where you just breathe in, breathe in again and breathe out. That's when you start to notice symptoms. Mm. Uh, and what that does is it kind of tells the vagal nerve that you've you've done a change in breathing and that's the one thing it will pay attention to first before anything else. Mm. Am I breathing? Mm. It's the most critical to survival function. You can only survive a few minutes without well, breathing. I heard it explained once that um, your body, because we're responding to running from a tiger, for example, and so your breath is different when you're running. And mm-hmm. if you can stand there and go, your whatever subconscious or consciousness will be like, well, there can't be a tiger if you can breathe like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, and and because the vagal nerve is bidirectional, so it does receive signals as well and carries those messages back. Mm. Uh, so, yes, as soon as you change your breathing, this is why people always say when you're stressed, just breathe. And it can be incredibly frustrating to hear because you go, mm. well, I am breathing. Yeah. But it does in the moment, it can absolutely change. It might not stay changed, but it can change in the moment because it's just telling the brain you might not be in flight and fight after all. Mm. So that's well, what it's so one of our it's one of our only one of our autonomic functions that we can control. Like we can't necessarily can control our heartbeat. We could run to make it go faster or whatever, but um, we can't conscious just control. Say, yeah, conscious control. I, I, we can't just say, "Oh, just slow down, heart, and it'll slow down." Whereas we can go, "Let's hold our breath." Yeah, and control our breath. So yeah, yeah, it's, but, ma- it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. So it's that deep breath in, breathe in again, breathe out, breathe out. And try not to hyperventilate when you do it. Try yeah. to slow it down when you do it. Yeah. But it can and it can be and do it two or three times. If it's gonna work, it'll work after two or three times. If you've done it two or three times and it doesn't work, then you need to move on to something else. But we can talk about different breathing techniques another time. But just yeah. try the double double inhale when you start mm-hmm. to notice that my gut's a bit unhappy. Yeah. So but also after and let us the event, know if it helps. Yes. After the event, do some do a bit of self-reflection and see if you can figure out where it's coming from. Yeah, I think that we, we're kind of very aware of how important self-reflection is if if you can do it after the, after, the, after the time. And I'm going to shameless plug. Also, we have a program called Reinvigorate, which yeah. you can do, which will t- teach you how to do this. Yeah, we'll teach you how to do the self-reflection, the inner yeah. work and the awareness. The nice thing Great about the program is you can do it again on your own. So you can yeah, which actually we've been noticing. I've had people saying they've done that in our yes. few little times we've done it. So yep. at the moment, which will be more. But, yeah, so, well, I think yep. that just about covers everything. All right. You've been timekeeping again because I, I have. Vaguely. <laughs> Vaguely. <laughs> so like, share, subscribe, please comment, drop us yeah, a line. Come back and tell us if you use the double inhale. I'd be interested to know. Yes. Give mm. us a... I don't know. Clark? Comment. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's that sign? You know, the high five? I don't five? know, I don't know, I know what which one is, you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So use that emoji below if, yeah. you, if you think this is good. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like someone's just holding me up. Hand over your wallet. But we want you to use it for the good reason. <laughs> yes. 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 Please. All right. All right. Okay. Lovely talking to you again. You too. Talk, Talk to you soon. soon. Bye. Bye. It's alright